Panther time. What's up, you guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Seltzer Time Podcast. The first one in person in a long time! It's your boy, Ricky, a.k.a. Dick Chuck, a.k.a. the man behind the can at Seltzer Time Official. Here, as always, with my conversation accomplice, the man with the hunch of a Worcester, Travis. What is cracking, Fizzle Fiends? Welcome back to another episode of the Seltzer Time Podcast. And, as always, we are stoked that you're here. And as you heard, the man, we are live and in person Everybody here has been double jabbed, and it is great to see people. It's true. And this week on the show, we are talking to the very lovely Julia Morricone, owner of Mrs. Morricone's Ice Cream, talking to us about sweet treats and delicious things. Julia. Hello. Thanks for joining <laughs> us. I just I just videoed that, so that's going on my Instagram. Nice. And I, I just I cut it as soon as you uh, introduced me because I I don't know. I just, I couldn't even get, I tried to like film myself. You got I, a selfie like, in there. It looks good. I think, I hope, it was probably saw my eyebrow, I'm thinking, anyway. Okay. I'm like your mom on Instagram. It's it's not. It's My not mom's perfect. not on Instagram, which is well, good for is everybody. Mine. My mom oh. has Instagram, but she can't remember the password, and I don't remember what it was either, which is for the best. That's hard, passwords man. Are difficult, yes. man. <laughs> passwords are hard. Aging is hard. That's all hard. It happens. So as you can clearly tell, we are all in the same room because we're cutting over, to, uh, talking over each other. There's there's no video lag. There's none of that bullshit to deal with. Yeah. So. No, we are. This Julia, is awesome. Thank you so this much. This is like so for being social. This is like one. the first really great social thing that I've done in so long. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Besides selling a fuck ton of ice cream, but it's okay. <laughs> you do sell a fuck ton of ice cream. And let's start there because your ice cream is absolutely delicious. Thank you. What made you want to sell ice cream? Mm, probably when I went through pastry school, the uh, dairy-based dessert portion of our training, I just did really, really well. And um, I had fun. I loved making cheese. I loved making yogurt. We loved making ice cream and uh, and anything that had to do with that. And the chef had mentioned, you know, if you really want to take this to another level, Penn State has a great program, but you they always have waiting lists. So get your name on it now. So, you know, I went back and of course, you know, I get back to my um, apartment like midnight. So I'm wired. <laughs> so I, I just started doing this. Oh, Penn State. So I put my name on the list like right then and there. And it took like four years for them to call. And oh. when they called, I actually signed up for the wrong. I signed up for like the manufacturer's program. I just oh, wanted no. to learn about I just wanted to do cute little fucking ice cream. And they're like, no, you're going <laughs> to make this shit. It's like, you're going to make it. You're going to learn about sanitation, whatever. I'm like, okay, I'm in. Okay, here's my money. So that's kind so of you end up signing up for the wrong program. Oh, yeah, I and did. And it set oh, you yeah. up for the right future. It did. It, oh, yeah. Oh, now I am so happy because I had that's no nice. idea that um, all the federal food laws were changing, like, soon. Sure. And so it was really important that I went there and I got all this training because now it's so much easier. I mean, everybody who's been making ice cream or, or anything with milk, dairy, cheese, like they're freaked out. They're like, oh my God, now we have all these new standards. We have to, you know, write everything down and have plans and whatever. And that's what we learned. You know? That's amazing. Yeah. So, so I'm glad I did it. <laughs> but then it, it also meant, wow, I, I literally commuted from Worcester to Penn State like every other week. 
for an entire academic year. I thought you were going to say, like, every day. I was like... No, it was like every other... I'm so not... we did, like, these intensive little programs. But, yeah, so... It, and, and serendipitously, it was, like, right when American Airlines started flying out of Worcester Airport, I live, like, 205 seconds from the Worcester Airport. So I would fly... Where do they fly to? They only fly from Worcester to Philly. Awesome, because Philly to State College. So that's how I literally went for the entire year. That's so sick. It was awesome. It was really great. So then they didn't have to drive like nine and a half hours. Yeah. Yeah, I would have been a little bitchy after that. (laughs) I would have been like, I don't care about protozoas. I'm done. You know? (laughs) I barely care about protozoas now. You should. I, they, I don't know what a protozoa is. very sick. It's just mostly I can't identify them. <laughs> I don't even know what it is. Yeah, same. I think it's part of a plant, but I don't know. No, it's a it very sounds... it's a bad pathogen. But anyway, we'll just... <laughs> we are an anti-protozoa podcast. Yeah, we're not officially we anti-protozoa. Yes, yeah, we should not be protozoa. We're, we are not... We're pro- not pro-protozoa. We're, we're condozoan, or whatever. Not protozoa, <laughs> sorry. I don't know. So, but this... Just so everybody understands, because this is one of the things I find most fascinating about you and your story. This isn't your first foray into anything even medically related. Like the ice cream career, this this study, right. this is kind of like your second or third career. <laughs> sort of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so when I was when I was so young, no, I was uh, I was 18 years old and I was working at the second busiest trauma center in the Chicagoland area. Whoa. So. Um, that working in the emergency room that got me into emergency medical services, which got me into the fire service. So it was all. So at one point, I literally was still working in the ER, working as a firefighter paramedic on the rig, and teaching paramedic school at the same time. So yes, I was. I already have like my pre med done at that point. I really kind of was going towards medical, and I was like, you know what, I have to be in the field. Like I can't. I can't be four walls and me are yeah. not good. So I have to be out there. I have to see people. I have to just. I. I need that. Everybody knows if they're not a cubicle person. You know, like people just can't work in an office. Yeah. You know, well, the hospital was awesome, but it's a great place to be from, not at. Understood. Yeah. Okay. So. So you were a firefighter for years. You were an EMT. I was a paramedic. Yeah. So paramedic, taught paramedic school. Um, I did, seriously, I did my pre-med, you know, uh, curriculum, um, in, in college, while I was while I was working, I, I went to college while I was working because I was young when I got into this. But I got bitten by the bug young, you know, and um, and my personality was just really good for it because I'm just I'm flawed. <laughs> I'm definitely <laughs> perfect. I, I think you mispronounced "badass bitch." Just <laughs> just putting that out there. Well, you know, I, yeah, but no, seriously, like I probably, I'm sure I'm going to piss somebody off on this podcast. Uh, That's that's my job usually. Okay. All right. Well, I'll help you. Ricky, you and I together. (laughs) We're stronger together. Let's do this. (laughs) Team it up to aggravate. (laughs) So you were a firefighter and a paramedic for years and then got hurt. Yeah. And at that point, that's when you made the decision. Well, yeah, I got, I got pretty damn sick, actually, is what I did. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so I couldn't be in the field anymore. And when I got out of surgery, and it's just like, all right, you know, every, everyone thinks that the natural progression is to go to be a dispatcher. I can't even begin to tell you how very wrong that is. I'm not going to get into whole first responder stuff, but if you're in the field, a dispatcher has to be focused on something totally different 
you don't want a field person working dispatch. People get killed that way, okay? So anyway. Completely um, understand. We, that we've had yeah, a dispatcher on the show. And yeah. it was very clear that it's two distinct Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I actually started the UConn program in Homeland Security Leadership when I just... That was right about the time I got diagnosed. I, 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 did, I was very sick. I had a bunch of tumors that I got diagnosed with. I had surgery. I had two years of, like, therapy and, and like, recovery. Um... And it was, uh, I'm sitting there and I'm like, man, like, I'm, I'm still, you know, I'm, what do I want to be when I grow up? <laughs> <You know? laughs> I'm like, I had the best job in the world, but I can't, you know, I can't be on a fire, a, a truck, an engine, any kind of rig. And I thought, and I, I don't want to be living vicariously through anyone. That would be very painful. Yeah. So, well, what do I, you and, and my mom had just passed away and she, she left me like there was this seriously this very vintage trunk i should show this to you guys sometimes and, and it's recipes going back from my great-grandmother oh wow and i'm like on litho paper i mean we're talking wow. like cocktail recipes you name it and i would go through that because we used to bake my grandmother and i used to bake together and i'm like you know what um i was a firehouse cook for like 11 years maybe i'll go to culinary school and i just decided i'm happiest when i bake yeah. sure. and, and so my poor husband well he was my boyfriend at the time he's out gigging he's a professional musician he comes home after, he's like three and a half hours away does a wedding drive three and a half hours back he comes home i've done this google search for like best pastry school in america <laughs> and i'm like we're sitting in Hingham, massachusetts i'm like honey i think i want to move to new york city and study pastry for a year Okay, he goes to bed. <laughs> the morning, I like poke him in the belly, and I'm like, "No, really, honey, I have an appointment like next week to go to the French Culinary Institute and like do a whole working interview and whatever." He's like, "Okay, I'll drive you." <laughs> That's just, incredible. Oh, poor John. He just has no. I mean, the ride that I have taken this man on in life. <laughs> yeah, but at any point, he could have asked to get off. I think he enjoys it. <laughs> He's a roll with the punch kind of guy. Uh, oh, he's a jazz musician. He's gonna. He's good no, at improvisation. Oh, yeah. Sorry, blues, blues honey. Sorry. Yeah. What am I? He does, he does jazz really, really well. He just but enjoys blues. blues You're and like right. old school R and B and soul. He's got a lot of soul. Hell I'm yeah. not kidding you. Like, look up Johnny no, Bluehorn. And that Johnny guy, Bluehorn he plays can get, amazing. He music. can play a blue trumpet funkier than. I mean, yeah. Now I just want to go see him play. I know. <laughs> I know. I'll let you know when he's somewhere around. Yeah, keep me put, you know. Well, yeah. Now that things are like you know. Mm. happening coming back to normal Slowly it's been happening. crazy yeah. it's been stifling it like stifles a musician's personality and and really it's like their outlet so it's there's a psychological thing that happens and it's just happening with everybody so i'm hoping everybody has better mental health this year yeah agreed. Be ideal 100% agree <laughs> eat ice cream have better mental health too <laughs> great segue that's why i eat it all the time so you're ahead of the game kid yeah it's medicine i'm never every time i come home with you know, four pints of ice cream, and Naomi's like, why do you do this to me? And I'm just like, it's medicine. I'm going to make you an ice cream medical card that looks a lot like my <laughs> cannabis medical card. You have a cannabis? Let me see! Because I'm probably getting... Uh, MGH put me in um, a medical marijuana study. You should. Yeah, because so so from cool. like the the illness that I had before, like the whole pain management. Yeah. So this is it, man. You look like that's a mugshot, dude. It's it looks like a license. Oh, it's the same. Well, mugshot, same thing. Okay. So oh, this wow. is a medical. I've never seen yeah, one. Yeah, never Ricky, seen you've never seen his dope card. I I got it within the past year. I was saying, yeah, we. I think you got it during the pandemic. So did you guys not even see each other during the? Um, the only time we would ever see each other is if. Travis either A came to new tradition. <laughs> yeah. Or B if we were like 
dropping off something with we each would other. Do, yeah, like swap. But we bots. always had masks on, and we'd just be outside of like yeah. his house or my house or something. It's, it's weird. Wild. It yeah. is. So a couple months back, in the middle of this whole pandemic, you decided to come back and start slinging ice cream again. Figured people need it. They need to have the happiness. I was negotiating a lease in February. Let's back that up. So after I finished, <laughs> no, I finished all my stuff at Penn State, and I'm like, all right, I'm ready to go. Um, but I did go to, um, so I joined the National Ice Cream Retailers Association because they're a wonderful resource. Um, I went to this the largest pastry slash gelato slash chocolate exposition in the world in uh, Rimini, Italy. It's called CJEP. And uh, I thought, man, if I start a business, I'm not going to be able to travel much. But I wanted to do that and hop over to Slovenia, right across the Adriatic Sea, to train on this piece of pastry equipment. Um, more about that later. And so I kind of wanted to, you know, do all this. So we went to Italy, went to Bologna. We saw like the whole February thing going on, like where they make all the really great um, ice cream ingredients, gelato stuff. And then I went to Rimini on a train. And then we went to Florence because when I was in culinary school, um, I was in pastry school, but culinary brought in this uh, Italian butcher, uh, Dario uh, Cecchini, and, and he's he's great. He's very, very, he's just a very passionate man. But he demonstrated to us, uh, you know, how to pretty much butcher, you know, a half a pig, snout to tail. Like every bit of the pig is used so that the, the animal's life is not, you know, taken in vain. Yeah. So he said, anybody comes to Tuscany, please come to my place. You're going to be my guest. Well, my husband and I went, holy mother of red meat hell. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I am fat, okay? I could not eat everything this man. He like put this, oh, this is the Tuscan steak. And it was just like this, this, it was so big. Like 20 ounces bigger? 20, honey, no. It had a couple ribs on it. Okay? Holy damn. And, and I was just like, I'm like, man, and they they, they had to they char it right there. And there's some people in Worcester have actually gone to see him and they know what I'm talking about. Robbie from Birch Street, you know. So so seriously, but this guy was like, you know, feeding us and you know, we're sitting at this long communal table and there's these skinny people who are eating way more than me and my husband. And I'm like, I don't know how you do it, but it's like every course was meat, 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 meat. And if you, you're not done with any meat, eat some more meat. I mean, they had like a little cup like this and they had a couple of, you know, carrot and celery sticks and they passed it around. Oh, you want a vegetable? No, thanks. I got meat, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. So we literally like, did you ever eat like your Thanksgiving full? But it was all, it was the most delicious red meat I've ever had in my life. So anyway, so we did that. And then we stayed in Florence for a couple of days and it's like John got sick and then I got sick and nothing's in English. They're, they're, they're all talking about an uh, influenza pandemic or an, an epidemic of influenza. And I'm like, okay. This is I, February. This is January, January. honey. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, no, we year? were, this was the OG virus. January 2020. This oh. was the original. This, this came from, I got Wuhan. Okay. It was me and Wuhan. We were buds. So, um, yeah, so, so then I got sick and, um, it's, it's like, <laughs> I was worried about him and then I'm like, man, I'm not feeling so great. Wait, so you got, we didn't, get, well, oh, we were sick. Oh, we were sick in Italy. This is technically, just so everybody's clear, this is technically their honeymoon that they put <laughs> off <laughs> yeah, for five years, for over five years. 
and they spent their entire honeymoon. And we get coronavirus <laughs> in fucking no, Italy. So wait, what? <laughs> no. what the heck? So then, so we find, so we leave, and then we spend a week in Slovenia, and I'm I'm like in bed one whole day, and then I then I I, I got just well enough to go to my training that I was supposed to go to, and then you know, we went to all this other stuff, and then we then we end up in London. We land in London. This is the first news in English. I mean, even when I. I, I bring my computer or your phone and you hook yeah. up the Wi-Fi. I mean, everything is in Italian. And if you're trying to Google Translate some of this stuff, so I knew something was yeah. going on in China. But I didn't quite know, like, really what the gravity was it. Yeah. So the first day, you know, we're like, woohoo, we're in London. And, like, oh, here we upgraded your suite and whatever. And there's champagne. And I'm like, yay. And then all of a sudden... God, it's hot in here, and like, and I'm like, can they turn the air conditioning on, or they can like, they turn the heat off? It's like so hot, and um, and then the next day I woke up, and I'm just like, the heat is so blaring in here. My husband's wearing like a fleece jacket because we've got what? you know, we've the got opposite the, sides. Yes, yes. No. So so um, we went down for breakfast, and then I said I have to step outside. So our hotel, the Intercontinental, um, was on the uh, the south bank of the Thames River. I'm standing there in, I don't know how many knots of wind, but it was like 40 degrees. It was super, it's the windiest part of London. And finally at that point was the moment that I didn't feel like I was breathing in superheated air. Having been a firefighter, I have breathed in superheat. I can tell you what it feels like. And it, I was finally getting this, this like huge wind going, you know, into me. And I'm like, oh God, the concierge is just like, you have to get her to a hospital. So, um, yeah, so we go upstairs and they sent somebody up and then it's a weird thing in London how you have to call, is it? three NHS. Yeah. So, but with that said, um, I got wonderful care. Awesome. Uh, yeah. So they wanted me to go to. Is it plus 44 that you have to call out? It's like 333. Instead of 911, I think they have 999. And then this was 333. That's the country code. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then, and then it was, they have to like screen you. And it was, you know how, you know, the British are just so proper and like nothing rattles them. And she's asking me about all my symptoms. And then she's, well, based on what you said, just, you need to get to the hospital immediately. <laughs> you know? I'm just like, okay. Immediately. So anyway, so what do I do? I take a cab, this poor cab driver, right? So we're sitting in the waiting room at the hospital when finally. You had coronavirus. I think mean, you take a cab. I had no idea. I was not. Shit. They were like, she said, we're going to call you an ambulance. And I'm like. Bitch, no. I'm like, I worked for 20 plus years as a paramedic. The hell if I'm coming to London to ride in a fucking ambulance. I am not getting a bumpity bumpity. I'm like, I, no, I want to go on my trip. I'll die first before I have somebody stick me with it. No, I don't know what's going on in another country. I am. I will drag my carcass to the hospital. Thank you. So I got the best hospital I can go to. For NHS, right? You know, it's not private, whatever. But I did. I asked the concierge, and I'm just like, I slip him like 20 American dollars. I'm like, do I go to Queen Elizabeth's hospital? He goes, no, you go to Guy's hospital. I'm like, 10 more dollars. I'm like, is there anything better? He says, no, I'll get you a cab now. <laughs> so I was like, tipping. Thank you. Ha- yeah, I tip it. I'm like, please, this is a matter of clearly life or death. That's so we go, and, and then we're sitting there watching the news, and it finally comes across. It's just like the breaking news. You know, Italy's flu epidemic is probably coronavirus because they finally got like the first batch of, of positive cases and swabs were so few. Yeah. Right. So I walk in and I've taken a bottle of Tylenol at this point in the last like seven days. Yeah. And I tell them that they don't know what Tylenol is. They don't, they don't have, have that. No. And I like acetaminophen and they're looking it up because it's toxic 
other countries, they don't, we have it, Big Pharma in America, of yeah. course, we're going to kill everybody. But um, So they don't even know what Tylenol is, so they don't even realize it's a fever reducer. So I, I am still at 90, I'm still low grade, but not to their standard. Yeah. So they're like, well, you didn't travel to China, so we can't give you a swab. And I'm like, oh. So <clears throat> I go in, they're treating me for bilateral pneumonia, you know, bilateral ear infections, pharyngitis, which is like a totally inflamed throat. Um, what what else was it? So my lungs, ears, nose, everything was inflamed. And <clears throat> and they were saying at the time, they're like, well, this, this is not how the virus presents. And I'm like, well, give me a few days. <laughs> I'm like, like if you I wanna, believe in me. Give me. Like, are you sure you don't want to swab me for this one? They're like, no, we just think that you just got. You know, I'm like, really? Because if I get like, you know, sinusitis, otitis media, pharyngitis, you know, pneumonia, you know, let's talk about this. Anyway, so they're they're putting me on a, a heap of, and, and by the way, and I'm like, it, it, so I can't even describe to them what it means to take a bottle of Tylenol because I should just pull my liver out right now, wring it yeah, out, yeah. stuff it back in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. And 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 the guy's like, yeah, he he just doesn't appreciate the fact that I would have been probably around a way higher temperature. Yeah, if had you I not on the reducer. Yeah, and I'm sure earlier in that day when I felt like I was breathing in asbestos. Yeah. That I probably was pretty febrile, you know. So he sends me back, and he's like, all right, well, yeah, you know, in two days, if you want to get on the plane and, and, and take an eight-hour layover at JFK, patient number one right here, or patient zero, excuse me. Oh, yeah. So February 2nd. I cannot believe this happened I know. So February <laughs> Right. So so I'm laying in bed, taking all my medicine, and all I'm doing is looking out of this. They gave us such a beautiful river view, and I just watched all the... You know, boats go back and forth down the the Thames River, and and I'm like, this is this is London. Uh, the cab driver on the way back was nice enough to take us for a little detour here or there. We took a cab back to Heathrow enough Airport. Enough time to get him crossed. I was gonna say. I know. Sorry. I mean, Sorry. So, but if you if you look at like the map, like my little footsteps, like everywhere they had, you know, the UK, Italy, so everywhere. Oh, and then my aunt dies like the last day that we're there. So I go home, see my doctor. My doctor's like, no, you're fine. Go ahead, fly to. Florida, two days later, where I infected my cousins. I mean, it was unbelievable. So not until um, about a week or or so later, they did a CAT scan on my chest because I still was having problems. And she's like, yeah, you've been very, <laughs> very sick for a long time. And I have a little bit of damage consistent. So I am considered, I have been diagnosed post-viral syndrome. So I, so I never got a swab. I never qualified for a swab. But we were so woefully under-informed. And then the doctor has me do the contact tracing in Italy of the first several cases. Holy Hannah. Like they, the, the one couple that they finally found, by the time they got to Rome, that's when they were diagnosed. The day that we came in, they got into Parma. We got into Bologna. They ended up in Bologna. We were taking the same trains. And then some other guy ended up in Rimini, which is where we were. And then another guy was in Florence, Italy. We were in his village. Our pension was in his village, and he was infecting everybody. I mean, our pension was right around the corner from the hospital. I didn't even know it was a hospital. It's this beautiful old brick building. But there's a line of people, and they're, like, laying on the sidewalk. I mean, it looked like un believable i'm like this looks like out of a movie so we're walking these little tiny you know cobblestone streets and i'm walking over legs and stuff and people were literally so deathly ill laying on the sidewalks with the line wrapped around to get in to see a doctor of oh course we got it God. but they were just saying it was flu 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 influenza yeah. influenza we didn't know you know and so yeah so so i got my coronavirus in january so done stamped okay dude duh yeah yeah so i 
damn near got killed to bring Worcester the best fucking ice cream, and you guys better up no. Yo, <laughs> you better, what's the I'm gonna guilt you into that. You better appreciate it. <laughs> that's insane. So I've I've known this now for a year. Like we've Julie and I clearly Julie and I keep in touch. I know some yeah. stuff. I've I've he, worked for Julia. Graphic me up, babe. Yeah, but <laughs> one of the very first things. So thank to Sean over at the Food Hub, connected Julia and I, and we met up over at Birch Tree. And within five minutes, you told me that your ice cream was so fucking good it was gonna knock my dick <laughs> in the dirt. And I went, "We're gonna be friends." <laughs> I'm going to be friends that, with you. Um, that's amazing. Yeah. Because nobody, none of my clients talk to me that way. <laughs> no, and no. this is the way I talk. So yeah. it felt so welcoming. That's so good. So yeah. I know. I know. So that's that's what I put forward. Is this like a little rough? So, I told you I was flawed. Yeah. I, I am flawed. I am Again, not going to deny this. I don't badass bitch. Okay. So this is January 2020. You get healthy somewhere around March, April, right? You came yeah. back. When did you start opening back up? Okay, so 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 I come back and I'm trying to negotiate this lease on Water Street because right. I'm like, okay, here we are. Right. We're gonna open up, you know, Polar Park. Blah blah blah. Okay, fine. I've got um, an MBA class in consulting at Clark University. Takes my business to do like their class projects, and I'm, I'm getting all sorts of help. Like we're visiting this place, we're analyzing the market, we're doing my business plan, the numbers. And then I just don't hear back from the landlord. And I'm like, what the hell's going on? I'm like, does he want to rent this place or not? But I was so busy. I wasn't watching the news. Um, there came, Come on. There came a point in 2020 where it's like, I can't hear this anymore because this is insane. You know, like it, it wasn't about the virus, but it was just I couldn't handle the political. I couldn't oh, yeah. handle this it. pre-election. Then I realized, holy crap. I, it really was like I didn't it didn't sink into me. That there was going to be an actual shutdown. I think I got like the last chicken at BJ's right. in Auburn. I mean, we went. I'm like, John, I think we should go shopping if they're going to shut things down. And, you know, I'm like, this doesn't look good. Um, and we went we went shopping. And I, I, I just like bought. It was so picked over. I bought everything that nobody knew how to cook. Nice. <laughs> so we did pretty. And of course, I've got freezers. You yeah. Know? So, well, I actually, I only had one freezer. Um, but um, but yeah. So, so yeah, I, I just like figured it out like very very much at the last minute so i'm sure the fact that we didn't follow through with the lease was because the the landlord the the, the company they had a lot of residential i mean yeah. people they they saw the writing on the wall they had to do a lot of preparation because people were going to be in their homes for a long time so okay scratch that off so all the money i had saved you know i i was ready to pull the trigger on my sba loan you know we had the business plan everything so i'm like man i gotta i gotta sit 2020 out you know? Yeah, but at least you didn't pull the trigger on those things, and then there was, I, that happened. Yes, I that feel would have been very bad. I feel very fortunate. Yeah. Um, there were people who were doing build out at the time. One person had just opened a week before oh. in the canal district. I, I mean that you, it's kind of unsurvivable. Yeah, you know yeah. you can't you can't recover from that. I don't no. care how much PPP. I don't care. Yeah, you know. It's, yeah. Um, so, yes, I do consider myself a fortunate one. Um, but then it was killing me because yeah. I'm sitting at home. First of all, do you think I want to sit at home? You right. know? No. <laughs> you're, you're a woman of action. Well, yeah. I mean, first of all, it's like, should I be helping at the field hospital? My husband's like, if you work at the field hospital, I will divorce you. <laughs> Good for you, John. I mean, it was just, 
because like, as I told you, I don't think if I ever get that sick again, I just don't think I'll live. It was that bad, you I guys. I can only imagine. It was that bad. Yeah. And uh, so I was just like torn between, I felt like there had to be like a civic duty, but then, I, you know, like, do I just protect myself? I mean, I'm not a spring chicken anymore. But then I'm just like, if not now, when? Like, when do I, you know, do I sit this doodle-a-doo, twiddle my thumbs, and I'm not opening my business? But then um, everybody kept emailing me because they're going to stores and what is out? The freezer section is is completely a blotto, nothing. Yeah. Can you please make me ice cream? I'm like, I've got a Cuisinart. I've got like this. It takes me 45 minutes to make a quart. Are you kidding me? No, I can't. Yeah. So um, the Shrewsbury Farmer's Market, their market managers were calling me. They started calling me in June. And like, we're going to open up. We just decided at the last minute, can you please be our ice cream vendor? And I'm like, yeah, I got no equipment. I got no, I got nothing. You know, and and they were calling me two and three times a day, and I'm like, what part of no? <laughs> yeah, know? it's only two letters. So I'm like, I don't want to say this, but I'm like, how? Like, but the one business that was exploding was ice cream. When you were able to go out with masks, yeah. You know, so I'm looking for the right, you know, uh, batch freezer. Like, I'm not finding it. I finally got my hands. I used the money that I had saved up for my first month, last month, on security deposit. And I and I wired the money, got my little tiny you know countertop machine with my blast freezer, and I made a hundred pints. And uh, I went to the farmers market on July July eighth, and I sold out in ninety minutes. Oh my God. <laughs> I need a so bigger insane. machine. <laughs> so so that's how I eventually found this farm in Dunstable where this. Uh, farmer bought he built this barn just to make ice cream just for ice cream manufacturing so all those food codes that just that. get yeah so everything is safe he's got the larger machine whatever so that is pretty much how my business has been incubated That's it incredible. is through, yeah so i get so um i did find the farm out in lee i did choose specifically this farm because they have a specific breed of cow it's a jersey herd versus holstein cow and at Penn State, when I it, we did taste a difference in the different you know composition of different breeds of cow milk, um, so this is what I wanted. So I I give pretty much have them make the base. They deliver it to the farm where I make it. So yes, I'm like this nomad ice cream maker. I get my my mixes made here in a closed system, totally food safe, delivered to this other farm in Dunstable for Lee. The Dunstable, I drive an hour, make my ice cream. Then you know you know we sell it out of Worcester. We have this you know cold storage, whatever. And and then I'm like delivering ice cream. So it's just like I'm <laughs> I got my little Highlander with my thermoelectric coolers, and everyone's like. Psst. I got the ice cream. <laughs> oh like, <laughs> my god! But I was I blew up. Yeah, the, I the fact that like <laughs> all of that happened from like January to right now is fucked. Isn't that like, fucked? That's <laughs> so insane. Dude, also follow this. Oh my at god! At the Shrewsbury Farmers Market, she couldn't <laughs> sell it to eat. She had to sell it to go because oh, yeah, nobody could eat. Nobody there. tasted yeah. it. They were just like so. Taste unseen. They are spending. You know, it's a little bit more than what you're going to spend on yeah. ice cream from the supermarket. Right. Yeah, Absolutely. as it should. But you <laughs> are buying, fucking and that's exactly it. You're buying quality. <laughs> right. That's well, amazing. Sight on, or taste so, unseen. So Untasted. if there's a silver lining to the pandemic, business-wise, it forced me that I, I had to sell my product without them tasting it, without them seeing it. Yeah. How do you do that? So I had to describe to them the careful 
process, the steps that I was taking to make sure, A, it is safe as fuck. Yeah. Okay? Because a lot can go wrong. People think, oh, do you make ice cream at home? I'm like, Shh, no. Yeah. Nobody <laughs> makes ice cream at home. No. If anybody makes ice cream in their home, don't eat it. Yeah. You know? Unless yeah. you, if you make ice cream at home, I applaud yeah, you. Yeah, make your own ice cream. Ice cream. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, so, but it is, it is chef inspired, scratch made. Yes. All that stuff. But it's not made in my home. Not at all. I would get like arrested <laughs> yeah. if I, you know, but, but, um. I had to let them understand, you know, the composition I'm using. You know, it's a super premium blend. The breed of the cow matters, you know, because it's a sweeter butter fat. It's a higher calcium protein content. It's, it's mouthfeel. And then and then people who, like, don't even understand what they're eating when they eat good ice cream, They, I was explaining it to them, and then that, like, sold them. So I really honestly asked myself, did I sell ice cream or did I sell myself? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I would say, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah, so. I will say, having had your ice cream. There is something that happens when you have her ice cream versus others that it like when it melts on your tongue. Your it, dick goes into the dirt. Yeah, no, it just this is the sound. It like melts on your and it coats your entire yeah. tongue. Yeah. Where like yeah. Ben and Jerry's so or some of those would feel like they just kind of melt away and they, right. well you got air. They're, yeah. they're overrun, okay? Well, there's a couple of things happening. So overrun is one thing. I don't have a lot of overrun in my ice cream, which could account for, but I am not the most expensive game in town. So, yeah. So there's other people who have pints. Someone said, oh, I went somewhere and I got a pint and it was cost me $14. And I'm like, did it come with a blowjob? I mean, I was just like, what the (laughs) hell? I'm like, who's selling? I'm like, does he source his dairy? Like, what? Like, no, it's just blah, 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 blah. So, um, so the, the point is, I'm trying to keep the costs. Trust me, I, I look at my food costs all the time. Yeah. I'm trying to keep it relatively affordable. It is a treat, but I don't have a lot of overrun. I'm not selling you, you know, a half a pint of ice cream in a pint. <laughs> you know, yes. it's, you're getting ice cream, not air. Yeah. So I did notice that too, is that I can eat a pint of Ben and Jerry's like it's my job. Like it's because nothing. Because you're eating air, honey. I cannot eat. I no. bought pints and I'm yeah. like, no, 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 this gets spared. Yeah. But, but the point is, I, I've had people, I have, it is very rich and it's dense, but this is how ice cream is supposed to be. We're mm. not eating just whipped air guys just freeze whipped cream if you're gonna do that you know what i mean i fuck real hard with ben and jerry's but that's because it's like three dollars at the grocery store right. <laughs> like if i'm going to shaw's and i'm like oh i don't have any ice cream you know and i love the whole ben and jerry's straight but honestly then, though unilever also- now owns it so th- there's no thought a lot has changed with the ben and jerry's product over the years, and um, Unilever is a corporation, and they are worried about the bottom line. So of course, it's yeah, gonna be, yeah. you know, the quality of ingredients sense. are going to be different. It's mass produced. It's a, it's actually if you melted a pint of Ben and Jerry's, how much candy and how much actual ice cream is in it? Oh, it's a lot of candy. It's right. Well, and now they're doing more and more candy with candy topped and all this other right, bullshit. Right, it's even less right, because less. it displaces the ice cream, so you get less volume of ice cream. And dairy is mm. actually expensive. If you're getting good dairy, that it is sense. expensive. I buy the most expensive dairy in the market, Jersey. Okay, so and I chose it that way. Yeah. It, you can't, you know. Um, Yes, I can just order from Hood or from someone an ice cream mix that comes from a co-op. I don't know where the co- I don't know where it comes from. Yeah. But I Penn State taught us how to inspect your farm. You go, you look at the cows, interact with the cows. 
I mean, it, they call it the cow to cone program. We they, we, we went <laughs> over bad. in these blue buses, and you know, they, they showed us you know, milking cows and, and you know the babies and everything. It was awesome. Um, but it, the whole thing is, you go up to the cow. If the cow comes to you, if the cow sees a person, they come to you. Then you know that they're treated well. If they see a person mm. and they shy away, they're not being treated well. They never ever ever take food from an animal that has been stressed whether it's meat milk eggs you name it because the stress hormones does something to that food so i make sure that whenever i go i interact with the cows if they're nice and friendly and happy and whatever then i know they're being treated really well i look at the pastures they're okay one part of the herd is out at this pasture one part of the herd is out at that pasture do i even smell manure and and actually at this this farm i hardly smell manure as soon as the cows go out they got people cleaning their stalls you know you don't you don't want to smell manure well, you can, but I mean, but well, there's, there's actually, <laughs> there's certain smells like, um, sensory evaluation. We learned. I bet nobody, everybody listening to this is like, wow, we're going to talk about ice cream. And we're like, yeah, fucking COVID is- happened in Italy. <laughs> Then, guess like, what? I can Manure. smell the like, like, yeah, old cow shit versus new cow yeah, I know shit. what a cow ate just by sniffing its turns. No, so no but like, my what? point is, is that if it's, if it's overwhelming and it's clear that it hasn't been clean, like, you know, but they won't even let you see the stalls if they're that filthy. They yeah, wouldn't even that, let, that and, 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 and cows do contaminate themselves, so if you keep the stalls clean, it just keeps the product clean. Period. So you, yeah. Yeah. So, and then you see the processing plant. And if the processing plant looks like part of the lab at Penn State, they're doing the right thing because they're taking their own cell counts. They're swabbing their own surfaces. They're, you know, testing their own product. And then when the state comes in, they'll do their thing, but they know they're going to pass because they've passed their in-house yeah. testing. So those are those are very important things to me. Sure. Of, of making this, you know, product. So I'm delivering the best, freshest, most, you know, greatest quality of dairy because, you know, I'm putting some pretty good ingredients in this. Why would I, my main component, dairy, why would I just get shitty milk, yeah. okay, or, or mix that, you know, is just, you know, generic with, you know, whatever, and then go and get, I get Sicilian pistachios that I'm just taking it up the ass sideways. <laughs> I mean, this is, it's like, it's, they were expensive before the first of the year that all of a sudden they order in the first week of uh, of January. And I'm just like, I'm sorry, I only ordered three pounds. Was that 30 pounds? <laughs> no, the price of Sicilian pistachios, anything from Italy just went up and I'm like, oh, Jesus, oh, mother. No. So um, uh, what else am I getting? I got for my, I, I got my new and improved mocha bean flavor. So I'm using a French treble now. Um, um, so, cause coffee, if you put coffee in ice cream, the water can make it like crystally. And, um, so I'm using this coffee concentrate, but they do it the right way. They do a good quality coffee. Then they get the evaporate the, you know, the, the water out of it. So it's a nice coffee flavor, chocolate espresso beans, a little bit of cocoa, a little bit of brown sugar. It's a delicious flavor. Yes. Yes. So yeah, I, I sell so much mocha bean. It's not even funny, but, but yeah, so if I'm putting great ingredients in, why wouldn't I check the main ingredient? Like why wouldn't I be? And I think that's where a lot of ice cream manufacturers, that's the difference. That's what separates me from them. Sure. So I am an artisan ice cream maker. I will always be, I'm not going to be a freezer brand ever. I, I, cause the minute I am, then I'm, my profit margins would be too, you know, thin and I'm going to have to, you know, maybe something's going to happen. You see, maybe in like a specialty market, maybe like a one-off, two-off. I could see if it was the right market, and they and that you could also. Yeah, make some sure. of these little boutique markets, absolutely. Um, but I agree, stop I, and shop is not for only you. Only reason, only recently did we get our 
the licensing for like full manufacturing um, where I make the ice cream and now I've got my new label machine so I got the proper labels and stuff like that. So until then I couldn't, I, I did not have, I, I was able to make ice cream to sell directly to the consumer. Yeah. Now I can sell to um, a market to a consumer. Right. And I have my recall plan. If, if someone were to call me up and say, I got your ice cream and either there was a foreign object in it, these things happen, or I got sick or whatever. Pay no mind to the 19 beers and the 13 pizzas you had the day before, but yeah, okay, it's my ice cream. But no, no but You're talking, you I looked me to... in the eye and said that. You're like, oh, <laughs> 19 beers and 14 pizzas followed by ice cream. That's a Ricky night. But, I call uh, that a Ricky. Yeah, it's just pulling a Ricky. But seriously, if I get, <clears throat> someone calls me and I have to take their information, this is the proper yeah. professional way to do it. Um, first of all, you know, just be like, let's, let's talk. Give me the facts about it. If another person were to call, I'm shitting my pants at that point. Now I'm like, okay, wait a minute. Now give me, now I have UPC symbols. Okay. Give me the number on the, on that label. Let me go back. When was that? I can tell you the batch, the date. I can tell all that information and I have a recall plan. So I would be able to put it out there that if anybody got, let's say it's mocha bean and the you know, lot numbers, da 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 one two five MB, whatever. You know, please bring it back, you know, for a full refund, whatever. And I'm just this little I'm the little guy, right? Yeah. But companies do this all the time. But artisans don't think about this. But yeah. this is what I was trained to do. But now that I can do that, now I can sell to some of these boutique little places. I technically could sell to Whole Foods if I want, however, I don't wish to. Yeah, no. I, I, I really want that connection yeah. with my customers. And I think my customers want the connection with me. Definitely. I, so, I mean, I have a lot of experience with, like, craft beer. Yeah. <clears throat> like, Our worlds are not far apart. No, yeah. not at all. And it's it's funny talking about how, like, some of the beers when I got into working in craft beer that were, like, the, the key players then were then bought by Big Beer mm-hmm. and went to shit real yes, quick. Yes. They became very easy to find, but they're not good at all. No. Um, and it's filler and they, they're changing ingredients and you know, whatever they paid their $5 billion and that's it. And then you've got these other places that, I mean, beers like crazy and even people who never have to sell can still make a lot of money. But yeah, it's kind of interesting that you're like saying that you, like you'll never go, freezer like, I won't I love that that's... I mean if if in so I'm on a 20-year plan because I'm gonna have to retire sometime um so if I do sell and somebody events eventually sells to like one of the larger makers I just don't think that my brand is gonna get that big that I'm gonna be on anybody's radar I really just want to keep it yeah but to what a if somebody's made. like hey Tim at Big Ice Cream. All my friends, their dicks are in the dirt from this ice cream. I love it. Look into this. <laughs> and then they're like, oh my God. Like, well, then maybe that? I would just simply tell them, hey guys, if you want to just <laughs> pry a little bit of cash from your cold pale hands and get some decent dairy and not put the crap in there and maybe cut back a little bit on the air. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just a and, bit. and just, yeah. And, and, so the one thing you don't find in my ice cream, I don't put mass-produced candy in my ice cream, and I don't cover my ice cream. Yeah. I am not a scoop shop right now, and I don't know if I will ever be a scoop shop. Yeah. But the first thing people will ask me, the farmers are, oh, do you have toppings? And I'm like, yeah, that's not me. You know, so even if I did scoop, why would I cover my ice cream? If you get a, a really good steak, are you going to, if you put A1 steak sauce, I will bitch slap you. You know, I, I so. ketchup, actually. Oh, actually. <laughs> I will. So, but seriously, like, you don't. You know what I mean? You gotta taste 
Yeah. Your steak first before you start smothering you taste it. Anything. First. But if you go to like you know, yeah, our agreed. pit hair diner and you get like the five ninety nine steak and egg oh, special, there's probably the chick. Thank you, but they're gonna give it to you covered, smothered, and you don't want. They don't want you to look at the steak. They don't want you to taste the steak. So they're giving you all this canned gravy and stuff like that, right? Yeah. So why would I cover my ice cream? That's the point. Now I understand people like you know a little bit of hot whatever. I'm not there yet. And yeah. I'll think about that. But I'm not there yet. Yeah. But there's also there, that's that's out there. If you really want that, it's out there. Yeah. This there. product isn't for right. you. Right. This right. isn't gonna fit that need. Right. Yeah. Pizza. Right. I can go get a six dollar cheese pizza. It's gonna taste like a dog's ass, but it's cheese pizza. Like a dog's. Ass. Never tasted a dog's ass. I you guys have lived. That is not <laughs> serve safe approved. Hey, Look, I'm a ahead. pet owner, and I love. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Uh, but this a, might be the most wild episode we've ever made of this show. Dude, it's been so long since we've been in person. It's, it's awesome. <laughs> Food safety, dog's ass. All right. Yeah. Manure, Food coronavirus. Safety. Oh my Wipe God. your dog's hiney before you start tasting. I know. If you just swab it with the seventy percent, seventy percent alcohol. I did yell at I did yell at Sarah a couple of, uh, weeks back, where I'm like, dude, get your get your feet off the couch. You got your shoes up on the couch, and she goes, we have dogs and they have placed their buttholes on everything <laughs> and i'll go thanks wife you're not wrong however please get your shoes off the couch yeah, thank you this you know yeah there's like there's like a whole bunch of things i don't All right, know so but, yeah you did shrewsbury's farmer's market that moved into setting up shop over at the uh, sprinkler factory yeah so the sprinkler factory so so um Birgit and louie who i've been friends with for a while um they were talking to me even before all this. They're like, oh, when we have events, we like to have, you know, people here, whatever. Um, anyway, so I was kind of in search of, I kind of needed a home base. <laughs> and they introduced me to the owner, and the owner was nice enough to bring me in and say, okay, well, you know, kombucha, crafty kombucha, they do their um, curbside um, pickup and sales um, at the little loading dock right there and you can join them on Saturdays and then I got a little mailbox there so I got like so now I'm able to put a Google listing up this people don't realize small business it's difficult because if you're just kind of here there and wherever you oh I can't find you on Google well I don't really have an address I don't have yeah. hours I don't have so so at least now I've got like a mailbox I've got you know the ability to eat at least be on Google, you know, to just be found somewhere. And then they did something really nice, and they always advertised that electronic sign that you see on the 290 going eastbound. Yeah. And because I was a tenant, now, boom, I, I'm driving, all of a sudden, my husband and I was like, Eric, oh, my logo's on the, you know. That's so sick. I know, and I was just like, oh, my God. <laughs> it, was, it was such a great thing. That's awesome. Yeah, they, they kind of made me feel good. And, and, and people will, will, like, you know, Instagram me and be like, I saw your sign today. It made me smile. And I'm like, thanks. That's so cool. <laughs> so so that kind of helps. And so I kind of have a place to be and yeah. people can find me. I do want to say it's a hidden gem. People yeah. aren't just sauntering down Harlow Street for no good reason. I've never been there until I saw you, right. I don't know, a month ago. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. So, so people, if they're coming in, they want kombucha tea they want ice cream they're going to the gallery if i bring in a pop-up they're coming for cheesecake or bagels or yeah. whatever you know so we're bringing people in so i think that in itself as a small business is a pretty good accomplishment to draw people in they're not just walking down shrewsbury street saying oh hey an ice cream shop yeah yes you know yes 100 yeah. percent. yeah so uh yeah, so it's kind of, it's it's just a sordid little story, but it's also a pandemic business. <laughs> and that sordid little story Wild. all explains why you are 
the 2000 <laughs> or 2020 employee. 2021, I guess. Is it? Is it 2021? 2021. Oh, oh, Entrepreneur. Oh, that's a this month thing. Yeah. I just got it like Thursday she night. Just got this. Yeah. I just yeah. So the, the oh, Worcester City what? Chamber of Commerce recognized Julia as the Entrepreneur of the Year. That's yeah. so sick. I saw it and like we talked about it, but I didn't realize it was like right now. I yeah. So it was they boring. gave me the letter. I never get mail at the sprinkler factory. <laughs> nobody, nobody knows how I never fair. Get, I never get mail either. So I look at it. I like. I just for the hell of it, like I just walk by the the mailbox. I'm like, oh, I got a letter, and it's from the Chamber of Commerce. I'm like, I paid my dues. I'm like, are they sending me a receipt? And my husband's on his way because we're going to this event, and uh, and I open the letter, and I'm like. Oh my god! So I'm sitting in the car waiting for my husband. He pulls up. I'm bawling. I'm like ah! And he's like, oh shit! And he's like, and I hand him the letter, and he thinks he's like, then you get served a subpoena. What happened? Yeah, right, right. right. We Too many were, dicks in the dirt. I know. Yeah, so I was it. just like, I'm like, oh my god! I can't believe I can't believe they recognized me. I'm like, I didn't think anybody recognized me. You know. Um, it, but I'm, I'm at a thousand followers now on Facebook, which is hard to get. It's hard to get. I know. Or, or likes or whatever. And, and I'm building up my Instagram. It's been, it's been hard, especially I'd never Instagram before this business. So I'm just like, yo, just go just crazy. Right. So, um, and people <laughs> respond to me just being honest and just, you know, yeah. just recording a little two minute video being like, all right, this is what's happening today. And and just posting and then, you know, I, I do try to post nice food pictures and, and whatever. Um, so it's uh, it's been going pretty well. And then I thought I was going to take January and February off because um, it's cold because it's cold. <laughs> And then Patrick Sargent starts blowing my ass up and he's like, hey, I'm going to check you out. And and then so this week in Worcester, it mentions me. And then the 016 blog, I think they pretty much reprint what he prints. And then um, he sent this guy over from Spectrum News. It's like 10 o'clock in the morning. He's like, yeah, I'm going to send a cameraman. I'm like, oh, shit, I got to put makeup on. You know, <laughs> so they do this story. And then like, so so the coldest days of the year were like my biggest sales. That's I'm like, insane. I'm selling more than I was in the summertime. I'm like, and, and so this, this farmer's just like, okay, well, you're, you're going to be done for a while, aren't you? And I'm like, no, I'm out of ice cream. He's like, how are you out of ice cream? We just made 500 pints. And I'm like, out. <laughs> so um, it just kept going, kept going. Then Discover Central Mass put me on their, um, in their spring issue. Edible Worcester, they're going to release the summer issue. I'm in that. So it's just, you you're know. Everywhere. So, but yeah, I mean, I, I finally caught people's attention. Yeah. So I, I told Patrick Sargent, I said, I'm taking, I'm taking Worcester by storm quietly. <laughs> you know? It's the best way to do it. Strategically. But that's the way you do it. You, you, you get your set, set up. You did all the legwork yeah. so that now yeah. you can just shine. Yeah. Your product is fantastic, right. which you know. Thanks. And yeah. it, that's, people are referring each other. Social media, all that right. shit. Yeah, you're right, getting your right, name right. out. It's it's stuff like this. Word of mouth. Friends. Yeah. you got to try this ice cream. This yeah. business truly grew on social media. Yeah. Because it was the only way I can, nobody can taste it, nobody can see it. So I had to get pictures out there. I had to get my message out there. I had to force myself. I was very uncomfortable. I'm just like, I don't know. What do I put on Instagram? It's so different than Facebook. And I I was getting to the point where I was like, man, I want to just delete Facebook. I couldn't take it anymore. 
And then I then I realized Instagram is such a better place to be, and I like people so much better on Instagram. <laughs> and so and and now we're gonna start with the TikTok. I was just gonna yes. say, can you oh, imagine Julie yeah. on TikTok? She's gonna own TikTok. Yeah, Hell yeah. yeah. Well, I don't. I mean, well, I don't know how good. Well, whatever. What up, bitches? Have some ice cream. Yeah, just do whatever. Just do you. I still have to be careful. But my mouth. I have a foul no. mouth. I be do. you. There are um, so many people. I know. I understand. I know, but I, I'm hiring these poor girls from <laughs> from Worcester Tech in the hospitality program, and I. I just like I'll, I'll say a word and I'm like, no, oh, Jesus, don't tell me what I said. And they're giggling, <laughs> you know. And I'm just like, I, I push. So I've got this uh, mobile cart now, which I'm so happy. I got my. I got you got my, a second one. I got my stick. Got, well, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. So I got a, I got two mobile carts now, but I got inspected and I, I was like, I'm looking at my um, permit and it's like 028, and I'm like. Really? That's how many like food trucks and mobile? You know, like there's not many of us in Worcester as of right there's now. There's only twenty eight. Yeah, my seriously, my my. Wow. Um, really. I, I haven't put it on yet, so I literally like have it. I guess that well, kind of makes sense. I wonder if they're applying for it. They just haven't gotten it. But look at my number. Yeah. Oh two eight. Oh two eight. So I'm like the twenty eighth. You know, whatever. So um, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> No, I have all my permits and everything that, yeah, doesn't leave it um, in, in a big, but I am organized. I have a binder of all my inspectional reports, permits, Yeah, we are in Julia's office where it's nothing yeah. but the finest organization. Uh, there was a librarian in here before organizing things for us. True. That and moving boxes. Yeah. That was kind of new. But, um, but no, seriously, it's like, um, I was really, really, it, it actually was not as easy as you think. To get that, I mean, I had to go sound, to the police department, get a Corey report, get the state hawker's license. Now I got to get the Worcester. Oh my god! And say I was that, like, "Wait, yeah. say that again." You had to yeah, get the what? A state hawker's peddler's oh. license. Not what I thought Whoa. you said. Oh, oh, okay. Never mind. We will. I thought down. I thought you said they had to get the state hooker's license. And I'm oh like, hell no! What is that <laughs> about? This ice cream is so good. <laughs> I know. I, actually, I think I'm making more than they are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Turning oh them God. icy tricks. See, this is what I'm talking about. Like, I didn't, if I offend anybody. Like, I know. Well, I oh, my like God. I should, buying, that would be like a flavor, icy tricks. <laughs> Please make that a flavor. <laughs> <laughs> That's Yo, amazing. baby, what's up? Hey, seltzer time means That's an ice cream. Amazing. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I hope I don't offend oh. it. I'm just offensive in general. But, yeah, but seriously, so so I've got my, so, so I take this poor girl. She's 15 years old. To the Natick Farmer's Market with me last Saturday, and my husband had to go to a family wedding. So he's usually helping me with, you know, I got my, my transit, where I got this little ramp, pushes, the, the cart is 500 pounds without ice cream. Is it really? Yeah. And it wow. was like 90 degrees out on Saturday. So so afterwards, I'm just like, okay, here it goes. Just like, go back to my football days. We're like, hurry! <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like, get this thing up into the van. And I'm just like, holy mother of Lily, can I say fuck? She says, yes. I says, holy mother of fuck. And I'm just like, I'm sitting there breathing, like chest pains and whatever. I'm like, I got the thing in the van myself. I was like, I was going to call like the pickle guy and be like, dude, help me just bring this thing in the yeah. van. But I was okay. I got everything out myself. Open oh. and out myself, but it's, these poor girls are just like, I'm like you're gonna like. Please don't tell your mom that I, I said three <laughs> bad words today. They're like you're never gonna work for Mrs. Marconi's again. <laughs> you know? But they just right. they sit there and they giggle and just like <laughs> she said. She said. So I was trying to get this sign. There's this, you know, the, the, the Ford Transit Connect is only just so big. So I get the the cart in there, and then I have to put my A-frame sign, flatten it, and like slide it on there. And I need help to do it. And, and she, 
I was struggling with it. And I'm like, I feel like a monkey trying to fuck a football. <laughs> and I'm like, oh no, I said it in front of the sophomore again. I'm sorry, where did you get that phrase? <laughs> a monkey hump. I have not heard that phrase since I used to work in a warehouse. And I it's worked at this, lad, this ladder warehouse. I've never heard it in my And life. I walk in like with my arms crossed because there was no there was no heat in this oh. ladder warehouse and the old guy that ran the forklift <laughs> looked like at me and goes old, old. <laughs> look at you you look like a monkey humping a football you're all hunched over that's oh. the only other time I've ever heard that phrase nah it's a firehouse term you're I'm looking at like the, right the bottom line is you're, it's like I'm trying to put the front part of the, the sign and the back part you know slides and then you try to get the back part and the front parts and then you go over to the other side try to pull it in and it's like and it, it just, it's a you know, doink you know, it's just out and you just try Helping to just explodes back I out I know I know and I'm like so please grab another end and just help me and we'll put this in, in a neat orderly fashion I don't know so you brought stuff that'll make good floats and stuff that'll just taste well and for our listeners, the floats that we're talking about, Julie has come up with a way to make a seltzer float. Holy cannoli. Whoa. So. How you like those labels? They're adorable. Yeah. So Almost is, as adorable as the This is the part we designed. figured out together where she worked with the printer. Now she has this printer where she has her own branded logo where font. It's fucking primo. It looks so... That's I haven't seen these in person yet. Very oh, that's right, because you sent me the art, and then... These look so Are we bad. back on the air? Yeah. It doesn't matter, I swear, anyway. Everybody knows. Now, Mrs. Morricone has, <laughs> has a foul mouth. She has a sweet product and a foul mouth. Yeah. Okay. It's the balance that makes it so good. Oh, Jersey cows. I thought you, like, straight up were, like, getting it delivered from New Jersey. <laughs> okay, then let's talk about that really quick. I don't quick. know anything. <laughs> There's several breeds of cows around yeah, okay. here. That makes sense. We have Holsteins, those are the black and white cows. Jersey cows are brown. They almost look like they're wearing eyeliner. They have a great personality. They their body per their body processes grass in a way that it makes a little bit more like beta carotene in their milk. Um it's a sweeter, you know, um higher calcium, higher protein. Um brown Swiss cows, they make a different composition of milk. It's milk, oh, but yeah. you have different, you know, just slightly different um, fat compositions, protein, whatever. Huh. So, yeah. And That's then the Jersey so cool. cows also have a higher fat composition as well. So, okay. it's great to make. <laughs> um, so, the first thing I want you guys to do, so I, I think we're going to do like a little bit of a taste test thing. Let's so, um, you tell me. I want you to taste flawed ice cream. Okay. Yeah. So, I was selling. Fascinating. Yeah. It's like a beer tasting. So I'm I very know. excited right now. So, for. Um, <laughs> Ice cream is supposed to be creamy. It should never be what they call coarse or crunchy okay. because if it melted at one point and then it refroze, it's going to have like little ice crystals in it. So I'm going to let you Thank taste you. this. So it's delicious strawberry ice cream, but I was selling this for 50% off because I couldn't bear to like, if somebody eats this and they're like, oh my God, I'm crunching at ice crystals. Let me see if I even have, I I'm probably being a little bit too. It's big. so, so subtle. good. I know. <laughs> it's so subtle. Oh my God, it's not subtle. I'm crunching on ice cream. I mean. Right. Again, I don't have, I don't have the same background as you to taste. I could taste the ice. I definitely hear it when I chew. Yeah, you yeah. crunch on ice. That's a bad sign. So if you pick up something at the grocery store and you start eating ice cream and you're crunching and it's got nothing crunchy in it, this is strawberry. Yeah. All right, that means that it has thawed and refroze. Bad news. Huh. That's called heat shock. So when you see. You got your cart, you're pushing it down, and you see this big pellet of ice cream, and the guy decides, hey, it's time for me to take a break, and he doesn't finish putting it in the freezer. That's what happens. 
I swear that that's what Briars does every time I have it. Is that like? Yeah, I don't yeah. Like, if I you don't did like so, so the other Something thing is like that it. if it's just granulated sugar, and they don't melt the sugar into a syrup. You same thing with uh, frostings. Sure. If you get a lot of times at a bakery or at a grocery store, you get that. Um, it's almost like shortening. It's, it's it's this disgusting frosting, but you get that grittiness. That's actually granulated sugar. You haven't they haven't melted it. Uh -huh. So that's oh. a problem. So, so anyway, delicious, huh. but yes, it does yeah, have ice. So crystals. here, so so, but these are great with floats because it don't matter ice yeah. with okay. But this is my regular strawberry. So we're all friends. Go ahead, dip. I'm so excited right now. <laughs> so let me just make sure I'm not eating my words here. Yeah, mm. the only crunch I get off the strawberry. A it's little a bit. strawberry. Yeah. yeah. Right. Maybe a seed or something. So I owned up to the fact that so I screwed up a batch of strawberry ice cream and I sold it. This is delectable. <laughs> I literally just went from one to the other and I generally can't taste the difference. <laughs> oh, no, that's so good. The flavor, I could. That one is. Yeah, no, you can't. I just, no ice, it. but yeah, the flavor's okay. spot on. Oh so God. here's my chocolate. This is my award winning chocolate ice cream. Okay, so this is. So chocolate ice cream, actually. So I've, I've softened a lot of this stuff. Uh, for a while, we've been yapping for a bit, but go ahead and taste the uh, so the regular chocolate ice cream, and then I'm gonna show you what I did with my milk chocolate ice cream. Milk chocolate ice cream? Yeah. Oh my god. So uh, and you notice it's like harder, firmer because I actually use oh Dutch processed cocoa powder for my. So what so what cocoa powder will do? It'll kind of bind up some of the moisture in your in your mix. So it'll be a firmer, it'll also always be harder to scoop. It'll be a firmer ice cream. So you might want to let it sit out for a little. <laughs> I, this my mom, chocolate. so my mom's like of the thinking that whenever she gets ice cream, she's like, oh, leave it out. I've oh. never been that person. I'm like, no way. But some people like the, the, yeah. the firmness. She likes it when it, yeah. yeah. She likes it when now this is my milk chocolate. So this is my chocolate ice cream. And I put, um, I put, um. Nibs. Not nibs. This is oh. actually flakes of flakes. milk chocolate in here, and it's 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 a good chocolate. Um, yeah. So I don't. Wow. Mm -hmm. Got like a candy bar thing going mm. on, right? It's so good. It's like a cold melted candy bar. Right. That's and so this milk I chocolate. All of that. Yeah, I had a nine-year-old girl come in, and she says. Can you make milk chocolate ice cream? How do you say no? So I'm like, how do I make milk chocolate ice cream? So what I did is I dialed back the cocoa just a little bit, found it's like, you know, it's really good like French chocolate. I mean, yeah. if I'm going to do the milk chocolate, I better get her some good milk chocolate. <laughs> and now, hands down, milk chocolate sells. That's insane. That's yeah. the best chocolate ice cream I've ever eaten. Right. One hundred percent. Yeah. So like when I and, and you notice how you get the pieces on your on your um, I'm teeth, still but they just it. they they melt. Yeah. Uh -huh. And you're tasting the chocolate, so it's not like eating a chocolate chip where you're biting into the chocolate chip and you're getting pieces in your teeth. Yeah. So that's kind of. Fun. I almost taste uh, on cheap chocolate chips. I could taste coconut. And it's almost as if yes, they, they yes. rubbed it in coconut oil yeah. or something. Yeah. So right. what happens with chocolate chips? So chocolate chips, if you put chocolate in ice cream. And it gets really hard. It'll break your teeth. So you do put coconut oil in it to soften the chocolate. So my black raspberry chocolate chunk does have coconut oil in those chocolate chunks because they're considered soft chunks. Because taste, you know, like get that. There was a chocolate oh, chunk. Oh, I was there. going right. <laughs> yeah. That cover came off, and I was like, there it is. Yeah, you dig off on that. So. You got it. Uh, so so yeah. So 
these chocolate chunks, you have to have something to carry the flavor of the... Travis almost passed out. This... I love black razor. Oh, it's so my God. God. It's, it's so, so good. good. But yes, my the, the, the soft, they're called soft chunks because you can't have that amount of chocolate frozen or else it would be a jawbreaker and I would have a million dental claims. So we can't do that. <laughs> um, I don't know how this is going to go well on a float, so I just want you to taste my new tiramisu. Ooh. So this I'm kind of proud of. Do you see the cocoa? Yeah. Take a picture of that. Yeah. Look, seriously. Look at, that. look at this, my tiramisu. Perfect. So, so yeah, so my whole thing was um, how do I, I imitate the dessert tiramisu? Yeah. You gotta put cocoa in it. So, as it's coming out of the machine, I just put straight up cocoa. Oh, you got Marsala oh, wine yeah. in there. You got it all. Yeah. That's a unique flavor. I know, but you see how the. I didn't yeah. mix the cocoa in. It like, I kept it. It, it adds a Eggnog? Texture. Am I getting eggnog? A little. Well, because it's pastry cream in tiramisu. That's what I'm tasting. Oh my God, that's exactly so what that's everything is insane. So you got coffee, cocoa, Marcello wine, um, coffee, cocoa, the pastry cream. Oh my God. So yeah, so these wouldn't go well in floats, but I wanted you to try these. And then last but not least, that might actually be the best ice cream. Now I've that ever we're had in, in now that okay, so now that we're in, if you guys want to change spoons at any time, tell me you know if you want to cleanse your palate, let me know. Or are you just you we're just we're all double shot. It. We're basically I, making out here. So here's the pistachio. So I'm gonna. So this pistachio I do not sell. So okay. pistachio is so expensive. So I was trying to really make a pure pistachio. So you still have the Sicilian pistachios in here. So here's. You're not allergic, right? Nope. Okay. So nope. grab nope. that. Taste it. This is pure. Even if it was, I think I'd still just go for it. So this oh is, my word. So okay, hang on, hang on. So this is pure pistachio paste. So expensive. I I can't even sell this because there's no. I would lose money. I tried this once hashed out my food margins and I'm like, yeah, I can't sell this. But the other reason why I can't sell it, so finish that, this is the pistachio that I do sell. So the, the pistachio that I do sell, it's got pistachio paste, but I also add a little bit of almonds and a couple of cashews and stuff like that because you have to have different layers of flavor in it. Okay. So now that you, so that was good, right? Okay. That now it's like, almost like I ate a pistachio. Right. Now taste this. And this is the reason why I will not sell that one because everyone's used to this. That's pistachio ice cream. That's what we as Americans know as pistachio ice cream. That was delicious, mm. but yeah. this is what my my customers know. That reminds know. me of uh, what's the the Italian stuff that they would sell at Christmas time? Oh, the uh, spumoni. Spumoni. Yeah, this I made spumoni. Oh my god, I made spumoni cakes at Christmas. They were sold before. I'm I even, not even surprised. Yeah, no. In, in fact, I I haven't even made them again because they sell so fast. Like I, I had to just like. I've been playing catch up on my on my inventory since Christmas. Trust That's me. insane. Yeah. So, um, all right, great. So I'm glad you guys. So, so maybe the best day of my life. <laughs> like, I'm not even kidding. All right. So, truth, truth time. Like, this is the first time we've been in person, and we've been talking about having Julia Morricone on the show for a while. <laughs> I was holding off until we could do it in person <laughs> because there, we've had some other food people, and it sucks. Like, we had Justin on from. Um, oh my God! What's his pancake thing? Oh, Doughboys. Yeah, we had Justin from Doughboys on recently, and like all I wanted to do was eat his food. I know. But we couldn't because we were on Zoom. Not today. We are live. So so now let's go to the floats, bitches. Let's just go with So what do we got? We've got We're obviously not opening seltzers without recording it. So your call, we have raspberry pink lemonade or blood orange lemonade. 
Blood orange. We're going blood orange with the vanilla. La, 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 la. Okay, so we got. <laughs> okay, and we've got these retro scoops. Oh yes. Yes. I mean, I've got two of them. So seriously, like my great grandmother, and my grandmother in Chicago <laughs> use these, and they've been passed along in my family. Yeah. So so unbelievable. So let's um. We're gonna put the ice cream in first, or else we'll have like a little volcano. <laughs> so we've got vanillas and it's a little on the softer side because I, I put it in the fridge for like I was gonna put it for like 20 minutes and we started babbling so they've been in there for like an hour but they came out of my cold storage which was 30 degrees below zero so and I'm not gonna go too crazy on this because we got a lot to taste yet I'm so excited a lot to taste yet <laughs> well yeah. I mean we've got lemon. yeah no I feel you yeah we, and then we gotta go with the lemon oh, Ricky I'm, asked me if I wanted dinner before this and I said I don't think so I'm planning on eating ice cream for dinner <laughs> you want dinner I mean, to be fair, I had Burger King. Oh, well, I that's don't fine. Eat fast food, and today was a, I was like, I have to eat something. Okay, so I I'll, this I one will be it. mine because it's got like I think the least amount of ice cream because I'm so fucking sick of ice cream right now. <laughs> Are you? <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. My husband was like, "Can you bring some ice cream home?" I'm like, "Yeah, but don't make me eat it." Yeah. <laughs> so, all right, let's go, eeny meeny orange, right? Oh, hey, yeah. You got to do it. Look at that. I love the aroma. Right? I just want... Anytime I get something with, like, fizzy, I just want the aroma. So we're just gonna... Yes. Get it nice and... Frothy. Yes, yes. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> I'm gonna lose it. Okay, and then it's gonna settle down a little bit, and then we'll put some more in. But we got these, like, schmancy-dancy straws. Ooh. Orange. Oh, yeah. Doesn't that look cool? I don't have a Mrs. Marconi's green. <laughs> like, I don't have my colors. Purple works. But I love purple. All right. <laughs> Cheers. Okay, hang on. Let's uh, oh, oh, make sure oh, that we oh, get sorry. a little. Hang, hold up, hold up. We need a little bit hold more. Up. Yeah. Punching the mic. Yeah. Okay, so. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. That's surviving COVID. Yeah, right? Yeah, right? Shut up. All right, this doesn't suck. No. Oh, my word. No, it does not suck. And what I love about it is it's seltzer, so it's not like a sugary pop, no. you know? Yeah. Or, I'm sorry, soda, you say around here. Yeah, Chicago, pop. we say pop. Pop. Whatever. This is like a really mellow orange sickle. Like exactly. Like an orange dream cone. Or orange cream, whatever. Oh, man. Hell yes. <laughs> It does release a lot of the the seltzer's carbonation. Like root beer seems to hold its carbonation a yeah. little longer. Yeah. It's not bad. It's just something I'm noticing. Well, I wonder if, if, if it was refrigerated. Refrigeration also oh, holds fair. the... Yeah. yeah. So if your seltzer is refrigerated, I think that will hold the carbonation some more. But you saw that when I poured it in, it was fizzing quite a bit and taking like the, you know, the different, like the proteins and stuff with it. That foam is actually protein. Really? It's like the casein and the whey protein. Okay. Not to get too scientific and analytical. Uh, but on that's, it, the, but thing. Let's that's go. the thing that I find so fucking interesting is that you could talk to us about vulgar, funny things, but then you also <laughs> know your shit. I hope so. And you're not coming off. Like, there are plenty of people that know their shit in this world. And they want to know everybody, like, they want everybody to know they know their shit. And they want to rub everybody's nose in the fact that they know their shit. You make something really high-end <laughs> that's insanely approachable. 
and it feels like the entire time you and I have been friends, you've just wanted to inform people. Mm -hmm. And you wanted me to understand the things I'm eating, understand the process better. And it's through that understanding that I now have a much better understanding of ice cream. Where before I met you, Ben and Jerry's was the bee's knees to me. Yeah. And now I've really, <clears throat> I'm ruined. I'm ruined because I now know the difference. Oh, yeah. Someone, actually, I've had several people email, email me be like, my my 10-year-old, teenage, whatever, my son or daughter threw out the ice cream in our freezer. <laughs> I went shopping, and they said, no, 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 we're not going to eat this anymore. Get Mrs. Morcones. <laughs> I was in BJ's. Oh, my God. That's awesome. I was in BJ's on a Sunday night. And I'm looking for like scallops or something, and and you got the the briars and Hagen Dazs and whatever, and then this woman says, "Oh, what's his face? You know, whatever his kid her kid's name was is. Oh, should we get some ice cream?" And he's like, "No, I want to go get Mrs. Marconi's." And I'm just like, "Oh, I mean, I was looking like ass that day, okay? Like we slept in, we were up late the night before. I didn't have any makeup on. My hair was just like, uh, you know, I didn't, and I wasn't gonna like." Turn around and be like, get in the middle Thanks of Thanks for letting you buy ice cream, kid. <laughs> well, that, or I also didn't want to get like in the middle of like the son and, and the mom arguing, yeah. you know, because she's, you know, I, I was waiting to hear it's too expensive and I was going to be like, oh. Bitch, please. Yeah. So, so, and I think they came the following weekend. Um, I, 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 it's like I kind of looked, but I didn't, and I realized it was a missed opportunity. I should have turned around, handed them a business card, and like, please come in and I'm going to give you a free pint of ice cream next yeah. Saturday. That was a missed yeah. opportunity. But I was so scared because that never happened to me before. And my first fear was like, if I turn around and say something, I don't want to be like supporting the kids' argument and get the mom mad at me, you know? <laughs> Yeah, but that kid would have been so stoked. Though, I that know. You were right in there. hindsight, it was like, wrong. I should have just. Yeah, but like, how are you supposed to know? In and that I, I'm like pointing to my husband at the checkout. I'm like, that's them. That's them. They I'm know like, let's me. get out of here. Like, let's. I hope they don't see my membership card because they'll see the name, you know. And then, and I do believe, so uh, like the the next weekend, I do believe they came in because the, the the child with his father. I saw a young man come in with his father, and I didn't want to say anything. But again, it was a missed opportunity. Hey, Lost little boy, I saw you at the grocery store. <laughs> right, right. Are you, the kid, are you the kid from BJ's? Like, what? <laughs> I'm trolling the freezer aisles. <laughs> I'm just trying to find my next client. That's <laughs> it. Yeah. You are my target demographic. I'm locking That's them down so early. Funny. That's awesome. Oh, my word. Oh, my word. This is the most fun we've had without <laughs> liquor. I just got to say. Right? Yeah, there's only Tell sugar here. It. Well, I did have some cannabis. So, so the next thing I think what we should do is the uh, raspberry pink lemonade. Why don't we put lemon ice cream? Yes, oh please. Okay. Or should we do like lemon and no? Let's just do lemon, and then we can fart around with the rest of the stuff. Later. I'm, you're, I'm, you're I'm down the, to fart. You're the scientist. You know everything. <laughs> I'm not a scientist, but I learned from the best of them. So there we go. Okay, so we got lemon ice cream on board. We are going to be doing the raspberry pink lemonade polar seltzer. Nice. I probably should have filmed this. Hold on. <laughs> well, you filmed the other one. I know. This is all. I, I very rarely open a seltzer without. This is candles. actually a lot of content that isn't his face, which he's pumped about. It's true. Okay. I'm so sick of seeing me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I love yeah. it. Hold on. The effervescence. I do. I love. I love. I love the aroma. I mean, good flavoring should have really good aroma because that's part of the whole sensory evaluation. It's true. So here we go. Fizzy, look at that, fizz, fizz, fizz. Yes. Fizzing you up, Thank bitches. You. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. Ooh. 
That's interesting. It's like a raspberry lime Ricky. It really kind of does. <laughs> oh my god. Very cool. So I know the black raspberry has chocolate chunks in it, but just throw a scoop on there. What yeah, the go hell? crazy, go nuts. I mean, Let's come on, you know? There we go. Let's get some of that in there. Get some of this in there. You'll never hear me say oh. that. Because the black raspberry, yeah. I mean, so you so eat the chocolate chunks afterwards, you know, okay? Oh, I'm going. <laughs> so when Mrs. Marconi finally has her shot, which she may or may not have. No, no, I'm, well, I will have a shot. I don't know if I will be a scoop shop. So I understand. Several different types of ice cream business plans. I'm a pastry chef by trade. Okay. So my whole idea would be to... I would love to do a bunch of different ice cream desserts without necessarily being a scoop shop. Because if I just get mobbed with all these people going, you know, I want a sundae, I want this, I want a banana split, or I want cones or whatever. Um, you know, that could overwhelm the brand. And again, yeah. everyone's going to ask for toppings. And I don't wish to top my, I don't want to yeah. cover my ice cream. But what I do have huge success in is like my stracciatella cakes where I put down... My stracciatella and then my scratch-made chocolate cake and then different layers. The spumoni cakes were a big... I, I made them and then I put it on um, Instagram and they were like pre-sold within 24 hours. Done. At, at Christmas. Yeah, done. Not surprised. That's so sick. Yeah. One so of the I would love to do... Tried, one of the first things Ricky tried was when you dropped off um, cheesecake oh, yeah. over mm -hmm. at Greater Good. Good. Right. And right. I've had your cheesecake. It's phenomenal. Yeah, well, that was my first day working. That oh my god, was that really? I don't think I didn't take them into the back. I don't think I think somebody else did. They're like, oh, geez, or maybe actually, honestly, I think I did because this is you good put with them the black on the, raspberry. It's so fucking good. I like it better with the black raspberry. Yeah, me too. I think you like handed them to me, and I I like didn't know who you were. I also I'm literally thinking that I was there for like twenty minutes. I wow. had no clue what was you going poor on. Thing. I overwhelmed you. And you were like, oh, like, I think you were doing a pop-up or something like a couple weeks later. There was something going on. Yeah, so I wanted on. you guys to try it. Yeah. Yeah. And I started walking to the back and I was like, we, they dropped on cheesecakes? And everybody was like, <laughs> well, let's go. Awesome. Spoons. Spoons. And I was like, oh, okay. Does this happen here all the time? It doesn't. But, <laughs> but it was fucking awesome. I was like, I love JT. Sick. I love those oh, guys. Oh, he's talk about Penn greatest. State. Paul is another Penn Stater, so I, I loved... Really? Oh, oh, yes, he is. Okay. And we are proud. We are very proud alumni. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? But, um... So, um... What was I going to say? So, yeah, so when I was starting... So, two years ago is when I incorporated Mrs. Morricone's Limited, and I was... I didn't have an ice cream batch freezer, so I was making a handmade ice cream called Tortoni, which is just an old-school Italian frozen dessert. It's the way they used to make ice cream before they had churning machines, right? Okay. And then I um, wanted to add a little something to it, so having gone through cultured dairy, I was making the cheesecakes from... I literally made the cheese myself. So I cultured the cream, and yes, and then I strained it. So I made my own cheese. That's so why. The, that's why the cheesecake was so good because the cheese was like made. The cow was literally milked within this the, is the week. The first time <laughs> that I can actually say I ate something. What was that like? Probably close to two years ago. It was two years ago. Two years ago, that I just refell in love with. <laughs> Like, it somehow just got better, and I was like, dude, I ate that a long time ago. That's incredible. But that, and eventually... Wow. I envision Mrs. Morricone's Dairy Kitchen, where I can actually make true Mediterranean-style oh. yogurt. My frozen yogurt will actually be from incubated milk 
you know. Um, <clears throat> frozen yogurt that you get, it's it's reconstituted from a mix. Like They can make all the health claims they want. Oh, we got probiotic. No, you don't. <clears throat> You've got a powdered mix. You reconstitute it. You put it through a machine. Shut the fuck up. All right? I, it it no, pisses me <laughs> off. You know, everyone's like, oh, it, it, first of all, don't make health claims. You can get into a lot of trouble. Oh, yeah. Um, but, it, oh, probiotics. Secondly, active life cultures in yogurt, they're not probiotics. Probiotics are active life cultures, but not all active life cultures are probiotics. It's like Probi tequila and mezcal. So probiotics have a very specific proprietary number lettering system. They have an identifier. And, okay. and if you're going to pay the money for a proprietary probiotic, you're going to put that on the label. So if it's just acidophilus, you know, if you go on in the, the typical yogurt cultures, they're not necessarily probiotics. In fact, they're not probiotics. But you got to, it's going to be like CCGG or whatever it is. Those are probiotics. So someone makes a claim, someone in our area makes a claim that their frozen yogurt has probiotics. And then I call them up and I say, okay, so I'm curious. I was excited. I'm just like, oh my God, you put probiotics in your, in your yogurt. I'm wondering, is there another geek like me who like incubates shit? And, um, and I said, so what are they? Oh, and then they start reading me. Oh, it's yogurt. So it's probiotics. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> God. And then I talked to their distributor who's like, oh, yeah, well, we have, you know, yogurt and probiotics and a Taylor distributor. And I, and I gave the guy a lesson. And I'm like, unless you can give me the proprietary, you know, identifier that stops saying it's a probiotic is not you're not selling me bullshit. Yeah. So and I never I, I never talked to him again. So. No, okay, I love salesmen. Oh, Christ. Man, I was just... Because they, they think... Oh, they, Mrs. Morricone's, they think, oh, it's like some old Italian... Some like, sweet, yeah. quiet old and baby. And I just punch them right in the shins. It's just like, <laughs> don't fuck with me. Seriously. Like, oh, yeah. I am just... I've had up to here with you and your bullshit sales. And, and, and then when I finally do order something, something's not delivered correctly, it's delivered shredded, it's not working, whatever. I just want to just punch him in the throat but that's besides the point that's not very friendly i believe friendly. you told me you were gonna rip someone three new assholes at one point <laughs> because they messed something up and that's actually what i said i said I, that's a lot of extra assholes i don't even recall that but that sure does sound like my mouth <laughs> <laughs> it's either rip three new assholes or oh, i don't remember it was a great phrasing i think i was gonna punch him in the dick until his back teeth fell out that was another one yeah I don't even know how to visualize what that right, would even just be. Just know that it sounds painful. <laughs> it definitely sounds painful. No, like the, the, some of these people, I have been so ripped off, it's not even funny. I know it's because I'm a woman. And I would put my husband on the phone, but he doesn't know shit about <laughs> ice cream <laughs> or any of the technology. So he'd be like, oh, I'm like, oh, God, there goes another $20,000 right there. That would, that would probably be me. <laughs> that would be bad. <laughs> But seriously, small business owners get taken advantage all the time. And you have to be a good consumer, and you also have to be a good business owner. And you can't let these guys get away with it. And I, I get aggravated. And then they're just like, well, it's business. What does it matter? And I'm just like, it's my business. Yeah. It matters to me. You know, I just, I just, um, I bought a $500 piece of equipment, and I bought a $45 Attach he'll never hear. Okay, so I, I upgraded my flex, my clover flex, you know, the handheld thing so that yeah. my 
my employees have something easier to oh, use. Oh, yeah. And I wanted the hard, the, the hard shell carrying case with the, the auto charger. Because I'm like, I'm not going to be somewhere to plug it in. I'm going from farmer's market or whatever. It didn't come. It, it came, the box came with the, the regular charger, the flex. And then and then he's giving, I had to fight for the stupid 45. He wanted me to just forget about it. He's like, it's probably in the box somewhere. I'm like, I Dude, put everything not. together. I saved the shipping box and everything. It was 3.8 actual weight, shipping weight. I put it on the scale. I'm showing the picture. 3.77 pounds, Barry. What do you got for me? Well, it really doesn't weigh that much. I'm like, that's 300s of a... Like, really? What, show me this stealth carrying case that, that FedEx just shipped for nothing. Yeah. I'm like, oh my God. I, I just fight with these people all the time and I get frustrated. Well, they also probably aren't prepared to fight with somebody that knows what they're talking about. Yeah. Those tactics steamroll lesser business owners. But I'm sure they do. The only reason they do it is because they can. Agreed. Yeah. Because, because they get they away have with it. And they can. And it's like, oh, I'll pay for it out of my own pocket. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm buying that. Okay, I was born yesterday. Shut up. Oh, yeah. that's my. Sorry, I should silence my phone. <laughs> oh, I thought somebody was here. Is that, is that John asking where you are? None. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's pretty much telling me that our, our brand new foxhound puppy went to first uh, obedience class tonight and pretty much took a shit in the element. Yes. <laughs> Apparently, she wasn't too thrilled about obedience class. <laughs> it was a meat that, that was my text message. Welcome yeah. home. Yeah, the dog shit in the element. <laughs> All right. It's a good thing it was an element because you could just hose it. <laughs> No, I, we get this little puppy. Awesome. You know, she's well. She's not a little puppy anymore. She's close to a year, but she's a foxhound. And if you've ever had a foxhound, only people who have had foxhounds, <laughs> there's a special bark that they make. Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh my life. Gone to hell in a handbasket. <laughs> All right, we have gone through. I just slurped. Oh, I don't give a shit. I know. I we we went through. through I think thing. we had nine flavors, seven flavors. I don't remember. Everything was astounding. Excellent. Essentially, what you need to do if you're listening to this and you've made it through this far in the episode, congratulations, you're a hero. Um, also, you're welcome. Get down, <laughs> find your way to Mrs. Morricone. It's at Mrs. Morricone's on Instagram, MrsMorricone's.com. Where else? I mean, get. A Facebook. I'm on yeah, Facebook. Get your hands on some stuff. It's got to be stuff. there. Yeah. Yeah, I should start up like a YouTube channel or something and maybe. Well, TikTok, I think, is going to be my friend. I think so too. Yeah, yeah. we and should I have think, been TikToking some of the stuff here. I know. I uh, we talk about this all the time. TikTok's this thing that I love so much. I just can't get good at it. A I don't know why. So I think now that we're together, though, that we can actually yeah. meet back it, up. Man. Yeah, it's gonna change the game. I agree. because the solo TikTokers they talk a lot, and that's not necessarily how I could see my content being created yeah but our funny videos that we used to shoot back and we'll do like, yeah those would be good that's a good that's a good point my girlfriend so my fiance my um, fiance my fiance has so like i got her into tiktok pretty good like last year like during the pandemic and she used to make fun of me because i was like no like you don't get like this is the thing this is the thing and she was like i don't care i and then don't care <laughs> she eventually got it because like i think i sent her enough funny videos and she's like what is this so she started watching them, and she didn't like make any at all. Yeah, she would just watch TikToks for like hours all the time. We both just be cracking up, like walk around the house, like singing little songs, and then she it sucks started. You in. It does. It's the greatest thing that's ever happened. Then she started making them of the cats. Oh no! And one of the ones that she has has like one point four million. One point 
million. Wait, wait, wait. One of your fiance's videos has 1.5 million. Right <laughs> it's just that. It's just maybe laying on the pellet stove. That's a pretty awesome video, though. Huh? Right? She, so she knows how to do that stuff. She, but it, she, like, didn't do it. She doesn't do it with a, like, I mean, now she's like, oh, this will be a funny TikTok because she knows, like, what works. But at first, she was just like, oh, this is a cute video of the cat. Like, that's it. That's all it was. And then she put that song over it and it exploded. Oh, yeah, that, that. But that's well, the, and then the internet time. Blew up and, yeah, yeah it didn't happen. The yeah, first yeah, yeah. time she put the same video on, same song, everything, it got reported. Because kids were, like, commenting on it, being like, oh, my God, your cat's in danger. What are you doing? And she's like, what are they talking about? But she didn't look at her phone for, like, a couple hours. Oh, no. So she opened TikTok and it was like, boom, millions of likes. And she was like, what the fuck? She had, like, 14,000 views and all this stuff. And she's like, I don't know the what happened. The cat is clearly safe. So totally fine. So she, it got reported. They took it down. So she, like, made a TikTok of the cat be like maybe it's fine like she loves those cats more than anything she's like it's just a pellet stove like you can put your hand on it like we should, I think she did a video of her touching it then she put the video back up and it just exploded every couple days we'll notice that it like she'll like go on TikTok and be like oh I just got 500 new followers it'll like different parts of the world pick it apparently up apparently I need a cat video so for my we, ice oh, cream yeah, cats or just be you and you're yeah, gonna find just, your own audience yeah, just do your thing <laughs> trust me it's the more well, you like lean into like your thing, the yeah, you'll see. We have a buddy that's a sure. stand-up comedian that happens to work as a janitor, um, Jimmy Cash. Jimmy, yeah. yes. And Jimmy Cash has leaned into janitor TikTok. No way. Oh yeah, killing it. Do one of you guys post something on him? No, or did I just come across? I'm gonna repost it. We just had stuff. Him. We had him on the podcast. Oh like, okay, a month okay. Because I remember. Because we like so if he'll post something if I'm like not doing something and I see it, I'll try to repost it because yeah. it's always really funny. <laughs> it's just probably through there. It's hilarious. The I, so my, um, the one thing that I did when I was making cheesecake is I would make puppy cups. So I'd make a dog safe version. Um, it, I've had, I've had dogs all my life and actually I did a, a brief stint, uh, a department I was working at, we had to be like animal control. So I learned, Whoa. you know, yeah. So so I, I'm very, very compassionate about animals. I might make funny jokes about my puppy and like, you know, typical puppy pangs, but I love dogs very much. So I actually have had a dog die of a condition called bloat and it's a very painful, ugly, ugly death. So I'm extremely careful what I give to my dogs. When people give dogs ice cream, it makes me cringe because I'm just like, God, I oh. hope they don't get sick because dogs should not have ice cream. They shouldn't have salt. They shouldn't have sugar. Um, some dogs truly are lactose intolerant. However, cultured dairy is a whole different um, product. And if you don't have stabilizers and stuff in it, um, it's not bad for dogs. So I would make my cheese, you know, I would make the cheese, um, put in eggs. I would make it like high protein, no sugar. And I would sell these puppy cups and the puppy cups would sell out long before any of the cheesecake sold. Really? I, thought, I would buy two every time. Those are the first so, two things I'd put on my order. She'd be a popping up at Redemption Rock and I'd go down to visit her. Yeah. Let me get two puppy cups. And then for me, yes. I need. That's and it, but, awesome. But not everything's food grade. So at some people that were on keto, they got them. Although the chicken... Wait, they were eating the puppy cups themselves? They, they go on keto, yes. they what? were. I know. I, but it's, so it's it's not that it's gross, but it's I'm it's all kidding. cooked. No, I'm just I mean, it's, it's a really good smooth... It's just I don't want chicken-flavored ice cream. I know. So 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 I'm going to be making a pumpkin banana frozen puppy cup. 
to beg people, please stop giving them my ice cream because like I was at I'm at farmers markets and oh, I'm gonna buy one for me and I'm gonna buy a vanilla for my dog and I'm like oh no that. but I can't say you know but yeah. you know it's like I really um so now when I when I if I have puppy cups I'm like please get this instead yeah you know what I mean um granted there are a lot of dogs who do like lick the containers or have some ice cream and they're okay but I just would never want some dog they get to a certain age and their system turns or yeah. they get that bloat or you know the gas they can't expel the gas their stomach literally starts to turn and gets necrotic oh. and it, it kills them and I, and it kills me to think that you know any of my product could possibly contribute to something like that so i just you know i'm going to start i'm going to start doing that soon and again it's human grade food yeah. <laughs> but um but yeah that would be my next that would be like my next product coming out nice. and um but yeah so cats dogs my dog, my little foxhound, will probably be president of Puppy Cup Nation. <laughs> so I think I will exploit her on the this one. Yeah, the poster pup. Yeah, the poster pup. Those right. TikToks are going to be lit. Right. You know, because she'll just... She's so funny. <clears throat> you know, she just... She's got this long... You know, they're very... Foxhounds are... American foxhounds are very bred for very specific reasons. But she's got this very long nose. She'll be up to her eyebrows licking the bottom. <laughs> and then she, she looks at me, blink, 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 like her eyebrows... It's oh like you know, a little bit of ice cream, you know, like the, the <laughs> licking the bottom of the container. Yeah, or or um, yeah, it's it's hilarious. Or the yogurt container or something. So, but we we for the most part we give her. We don't give her any human food. We do let her like lick a little bit of this. Sure. You know, um, the container, especially yogurt. You know, sure. yogurt containers is like a dog favorite in America here. <laughs> or you know, um, but yeah. So 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 Susie, the the red American foxhound will probably. There probably will be a TikTok video of her enjoying yes. a puppy cup. <laughs> we can't wait. I mean, but uh, I, will, I will not. I will not tell America that she took a shit in our Honda Element the first time she went to <laughs> obedience class. The golf clap, Susie. Oh, golf clap. Yeah. That was great. Obedience. I thought this. she was gonna puke. You know, because the poor dog, you know, like puppies don't have their inner ear developed. Like, I thought she was gonna puke, but my husband just sent me that text, and I'm like, great. <laughs> Where can people find you in the next couple weeks? Okay, so, um, oh, the next couple weeks. So the first Friday of every month, I'm at My FM in Milford. We uh, have the they broadcast live in the parking lot. I'm selling ice cream. That's one. Uh, you can pre-order or just come on up and uh, and buy your ice cream. Saturday mornings, I'm at the Natick Farmers Market from nine to one. Um, at the same time, from 12 to 3, I have my lovely employees from the hospitality program of Worcester Tech. <laughs> They're opening up the sprinkler factory for me, and then I come at, you know, after the farmer's market and close it up. Um, we have uh, Fridays that aren't the first Friday of the month. Fridays, I'm at the Westminster Farmer's Market, but come June, Wednesdays, I'm at the Shrewsbury Farmer's Market, Wednesday afternoons, 2.30 to 6.30, and on Sundays, I will be doing every other Sturbridge, Hopkinton, every other week. So I, everywhere. Well, those there's are great farmers reason, markets. Yeah. And there's a reason she's the entrepreneur of the year. <laughs> I'm hustling. You don't get that That's award by not hustling. This is a very My whole goal is that a lot of these communities, people don't necessarily come into Worcester. But if I open a place in Worcester, because I'm still in the I'm I'm still in the infancy stage, really. Yeah. If you think about it, I'm just not like a, a neonate anymore. I'm now an infant, maybe a toddler. But when I finally do get a place, I want to bring people from other towns. It's not just 
I think people might be going to Polar Park, just come in, park, go to Polar Park and leave. Yeah. Give them something to stay for. You know what I mean? Yep. Give them, come in even when there's not a game. Come yeah. into Worcester, have something at the restaurants. This is going to be a unique... My whole goal is to offer Worcester a unique dessert experience. Again, if I just do like every other scoop shop, then I'm no special. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But, but if I do something like a beautiful dessert cafe with mostly ice cream based desserts or, or whatever, just let my pastry chef angle shine. Speaking then, my language. Yeah. So, and then, and just really concentrate on the ingredients and just, I love teaching people. So I want to take, you know, people and teach them my craft. I don't believe in the, Oh, secrets and, you know, non-disclosure. No, I will teach somebody how to make ice cream. I hope I, I hope we have 10 ice cream shops in Worcester in the next year that pop up. You know, Sign me I, up. Yeah. I mean, we need, we really do have a gaping hole in the ice cream market in Worcester. We don't have great scoop shops to yeah. hang out in. Well, we are becoming the cannabis capital of the Northeast. And I feel like cannabis and ice cream just go hand in hand. Yeah. <laughs> Spoon to mouth. Spoon. Yeah. Wait, hang on. Spoon. Bowl, bowl to bowl. No. Bowl wow. to bowl. All right, All right. people. All right, you wow. are in charge of that campaign. I just you... watched that happen, and that was a beautiful oh. thing to see. You are in charge of that campaign. Wow. I will be your spokesperson happily. Yes, bowl to bowl. There wow. you go. Done. All right, Done. people. Well, what we figure this part out. <laughs> you guys lot. will just have to check back in next week because this might be a part one, part two interview for the way that this is rolling. <laughs> you I never know. know. We I definitely know. just rolled for about an hour and 45 minutes. So. Wow. Really? See, I told That's you I awesome. talked a lot. Oh, I knew you talked a lot. Hell That's yeah. what I love about you. <laughs> Hell yes. But, but we had ice cream. So thank you, Julia, so very much for coming on our show. Thank you for, for sharing me. this delicious stuff with us. Find her at Mrs. Morricone's on Instagram, MrsMorricone's.com. Find her on Facebook. Find her on all the good places. Google. Find Google her on TikTok. Google. Google. TikTok. Yeah, yeah, I definitely have a Google listing. So, Snapchat. You know, yep, yep. Oh, no. <laughs> Snapchat? Snapchat? Are you kidding me? No, but I've got 15-year-olds now, so I'm going to have... Okay, do, go. do the Snapchat. Yeah, <laughs> do the Snapchat. Do the Snapchat. Snapchat's making a huge comeback. I hope so. Ricky keeps it's, saying that. It is. I, no, I'm telling you, I am obsessively following what's going on with Snapchat right now, and it's... Very exciting. But yes. you can't ask me to do Snapchat. I'll ask my employees to no, do yeah. Snapchat. Exactly. I mean, like, I've been I... saying the same thing about MySpace for years. No! Oh, come on! Oh, See you next week, hurts. people. Bye! Oh, wow, that was, that was painful.